let's get ready to study God's Word. Greetings to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study today. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for preserving us keeping us safe from harm and from danger. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Please help us that we will have enlightened understanding and that we will rightly divide your word of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Our study for today is entitled Everlasting Covenant. And our passage for this study, our verse, is Genesis 9.16, from the King James Version, and it says, And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. Genesis 9.16 from the King James Version. In the King James there are 15 instances of the phrase everlasting covenant. They are found in the following places. Genesis 9.16, Genesis 17.7, 17.13, and 17.19, all of which deal with Abraham. Leviticus 24.8, children of Israel. 2 Samuel 23, verse 5, 1 Chronicles 16, 17, Psalm 105, 10, by the way, both the verse in 1 Chronicles and the verse in Psalms is referring to the Ten Commandments. Isaiah 24, 5, Isaiah 55, 3, Isaiah 61, 8, Isaiah, uh, sorry, Jeremiah 32, 40, make an everlasting covenant with them, Ezekiel 16, 60, Ezekiel 37, 26, and Hebrews 13, 20, which says, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, the interesting thing, we're going to look at just a few points on these covenants, because they're not all the same covenant. They're not all the same covenant. Okay? In fact, if you really want to think about it, all of these covenants have a beginning. 
In some of the passages, it says that God will establish the covenant. All of these covenants have a beginning. They're everlasting in the forward-looking direction. The blood of the everlasting covenant, well, that is Jesus, the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. So the beginning of that covenant still predates man. Okay? But if you really want to know which is the covenant that goes in both directions, because there is a covenant that goes eternally in both directions. Look at Jeremiah 31, 31, starting from 31. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was an husband to them, saith the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. That last, well, I shouldn't say the last part. The, the essence of this covenant is that God will embody his law in our hearts and he will be our God and we will be his people. You could argue that this covenant is the only covenant that goes equally in both directions, meaning it has always been God's intention from the beginning when he created angels of the world's mankind. It has always been his intention to be our God and for us to be his people and for our his law to be written in our hearts so that we intrinsically obeyed. That's been his goal from the beginning. And we could even say that that's how he set it up from the beginning. We can see that because in his discussion to Lucifer in Isaiah 14 and in Ezekiel 28, he emphasizes that Lucifer was perfect in the beginning. Right? Everything was perfect. God had established everything perfect. There was perfect obedience, perfect love. Everything was perfect. And then Lucifer decided that he wanted a better place than he was given. And so began the great controversy. Every time you see the phrase everlasting covenant, that covenant is in perpetuity moving forward. Some exceptions. Genesis 9.16, And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. So God promised not to destroy the earth, the whole earth, by a flood ever again. And he's going to keep that promise. Right? He's going to keep that promise. That is a perpetual covenant. It's everlasting in a way that is attached to God. Genesis 17, 7, I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. That's always been God's plan. That is a perpetual covenant. Okay. 
Verse 13, he that is born in thy house and he that is bought with thy money must needs be circumcised and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. That lasted as long as Israel was a nation. That covenant was tied to the people. The eternalness of that covenant was tied to the people being in alignment with that covenant. When that covenant was broken, necessitating a new covenant, circumcision of the flesh was not a requirement of the new covenant as you see it outlined here. So even though it says everlasting covenant, remember that Israel ultimately broke that covenant. And once the covenant was in breach and a new covenant had to, had to be brought in to replace it, that new covenant did not have th this provision. Therefore, this provision died with the covenant. Okay, so it was intended to be everlasting, but the people broke that. And we actually read about that in Jeremiah 31. Verse 19 of the same Genesis 17. And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. So verse 19 and verse 7 are covering the same thing. Leviticus 24.8 Every Sabbath he shall set it in order before the Lord continually, being taken from the children of Israel by an everlasting covenant. Let's look at what's being covered here to the priests. Okay? It says, Take fine flour and bake twelve cakes thereof. Two-tenth deals shall be in one cake. And thou shalt set them in two rows, six on a row, upon the pure table before the Lord. Thou shalt put pure frankincense upon each row, that it may be on the bread for a memorial, even an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Every Sabbath he shall set it in order before the Lord continually, being taken from the children of Israel by an everlasting covenant. And it shall be Aaron's and his sons, and they shall eat it in the holy place, for it is most holy unto him of the offerings of the Lord made by fire by a perpetual statute. So here, God gives a an everlasting covenant to the priests that they were to do every Sabbath. But that covenant was tied to the Levitical priesthood. And the priesthood... Only the Levitical priesthood lasted up until the time of Christ. When Christ's sacrifice was made and Christ was resurrected, the Melchizedek priesthood was begun. And therefore, the Levitical priesthood was done away with. Just like the Levitical sacrifices were done away with because Christ, the anti-typical sacrifice, was manifest. Okay, so that's everlasting, but its duration was less than the duration, was less than the life of God, right? So we see that some of these everlasting covenants, their duration is aligned or synchronized with the life of God. Some of these, however, are synchronized with a shorter, with a finite lifespan. In this case, it was tied to the Levitical priesthood, which had a finite time frame. Okay? So as we go through these, as you look through them, you'll see that there were additional promises made 
In 2 Samuel 23, we see that David speaking, he says, My house, although my house be not so with God, yet he hath made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and sure, for this is my salvation and all my desire, although he make it not to grow. So David is pointing out that God had made an everlasting covenant with his house. Now, while the Levitical priesthood ended and the Melchizedek priesthood replaced it, the royal line of David continued in Christ. So David's, the everlasting covenant given to David's house is maintained because Christ fulfilled both the type and the anti-type of that prophecy, right? He's the literal fulfillment of David's lineage in addition to being the anti-typical fulfillment. Whereas the Melchizedek priesthood, Christ is the anti-typical um, fulfillment of the Melchizedek priesthood. God promised him a priesthood according to the order of Melchizedek. And because Christ was not born in the lineage of Levi, he could not be in the Aaronic priesthood. Right? The covenant made to David's house is a sure covenant. The covenant in 1 Chronicles 16 and 17, and hath confirmed the same to Jacob for a law and to Israel for an everlasting covenant. The covenant given in the form of the Ten Commandments is still perpetual because the Ten Commandments are the foundation of God's throne. They're not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. So that continues. That tracks with the life of God. Okay? Throughout the rest of these passages, and you should read them and look at them, throughout the rest of these passages, we find covenants that start at some point and track with the life of God, or start at some point and track with the life or an institution of man. And so while they're everlasting in the sense that they are continual until their actual expiration date, right? The few that, that for instance, end with the uh, Levitical Aaronic priesthood, you see that most of these track all the way through. The one to Noah had a beginning, but it tracks through eternity because God will never again destroy the earth with a flood of water. Okay. The, the one to David's house continues because Christ is the seed of David. The redemptive covenant, redemptive covenant, started before the foundation of the world, was established even before the world was established, but still has a beginning that is not God's beginning. And it tracks all the way through. In the new covenant, and in several of these other covenants, if you look carefully, wherever you see that phrase about to be a God unto thee and thy seed after thee, Whenever you see that phrase, what you will notice is that God is highlighting the only covenant, which is a superset of these other covenants, the only covenant that is 
everlasting in both directions. God's desire to be a God unto us and for us to be his people is, it predates everything. It is as old as God is and will continue to exist as long as God exists, which is forever. So the Bible uses the term everlasting covenant many, many, many times with slightly different starting points and in a few cases, ending points that are not as old as God, right? That don't track forward into eternity the way God does. But behind the scenes, as a superset of these other covenants, you have the ultimate covenant, which is expressed in the new covenant. It's expressed in a number of places, but it's definitively expressed in the new covenant. Law in our hearts. Be a God unto us. And we will be his people. That's what God has always wanted. That predates sin. It predates even the mitigation for sin. Right? When God created Adam and Eve, when God created um, Lucifer and the angels, when God created the other worlds, he started from the premise of, I desire to be a God unto them and for them to be my people. I'll put my law in their hearts. And that's how everyone started. That's how all of creation started. And then the great controversy arose, but before it did, I should, well, here's how I should say it. Let me say the order properly. God's plan was to be a God unto all of his creation and that we would be his people. God foresaw the potential for the chaos of the great controversy. And God put in place a plan that if man should fall, there was a provision, a redemptive provision that was made. Throughout these processes, we hear and see different covenants established with different people. And there's a huge overlap in these covenants. Okay? There's a huge overlap in these covenants. But underlying all of this is the covenant that reiterates God being our God, we being his people, his law in our hearts. Since that is what God is ultimately trying to achieve, both through creation and redemption, it's my prayer that we will aim for that same conclusion, that we will seek that same conclusion that God has. Align, let's align ourselves with God's ultimate desire for us. Genesis 9.16 says, And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. I want to thank you for the everlasting covenant that you have made available to each and every one of us that you have established and seek to establish with us. Please help us to be receptive to this covenant.
Please help us. In our state, we require redemption, and you've made a redemptive covenant as well that will get us back to the place where you can be our God and we can be your people. We pray, Lord, that we'll be willing to do the things that are needed to stay in alignment with your will. Help us to trust you and to receive the great sacrifice that Jesus has made on our behalf and his ministration in heaven right now. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can email us at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. Don't forget to check out the full description of this episode at biblestudy.asbzone.com to ensure that you can access the linked resources and any related podcast episodes. This podcast is available on all the major podcast platforms, such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Please remember us in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word. Thank you.